Enneagram 7, The Innocent Adventurer. Subtype, Social, The Social Visionary. It's okay to close the door. When was the last time you said, I have to do this, or I have to do that? How did that make you feel? Overwhelmed? Stressed out? Frustrated? Good. Take a minute to feel whatever emotions come up for you. And when you're ready, listen carefully to this story. Carolyn was eight years old. She was in her room playing with a box of crayons when her mother walked in and instructed, Carolyn, come and say hi to the guests, in a serious yet humorous voice. Mum, Carolyn replied, I don't want to. The tone of her voice was a bit too musical, but alas, her protests fell on deaf ears. Carolyn, behave. Put a smile on your face and do as I ask. Her mother sounded so stern, so unwavering, that it registered in our young Carolyn's mind as, I have to be a good person. I have to be unselfish. I have to do what's right. And so, this is how the story of our little Carolyn unfolded. Now, before we fast forward 25 years into her future, let me ask you two very important questions. Do you have a hard time saying no to other people? Do you feel wrong, guilty, or selfish when you say no to other people? If you answer yes to these questions, you'll find a lot of you in this story. Simply relax into your chair and lend me your ears. Our Carolyn now is beautiful, 33-year-old. A thinker, a planner, a doer, if you will. There, in a not-so-crowded office, by a not-so-popular urban cafe, you see her organising files on her desk with the most heartwarming smile you've ever laid your eyes on. And you already feel better about yourself. Is it her gentle aura that radiated goodness from the depths of her kind heart? Is it her philanthropic work raising funds and running local charities every month? Or is it her active presence in every social gathering and weekly business event? Regardless, Carolyn was someone who was perpetually 10 steps ahead of you. She was 10 steps ahead of everyone, actually. Say you're in trouble, in pain, or simply in need of a helping hand. Carolyn would swoop in with a checklist or game plan of how you can turn your situation around. Like the white knight that she claimed to be, 
She had a remedy for everything. Scraped knees, broken hearts, empty pockets, you name it. Too good to be true, you might be wondering. Perhaps. Still, everybody liked Carolyn, like moths to a flame. They all gravitated toward her. But then her story takes an interesting turn. Carolyn, can you please proofread this email before I, I press send? That was Maggie, a fellow co-worker, who wasn't all that confident and second-guessed pretty much her every move. Sure thing, said Carolyn, in a hurried voice, as she went over the details of the next fundraising gala. Thanks, Carolyn. You're the best. That was Maggie's sincere remark as it echoed through the office. Knock, knock, knock. Yes, come in, said Carolyn, without even lifting her gaze to see who was at the door. That was Mike. Have you set up a meeting with the town mayor yet? The boss said, we can't postpone this any longer. It must happen now. Now Mike was a capable man in his early 30s who was the head of security at their department. He had a special respect for Carolyn's strong work ethic, was a little too reliant on her for even the smallest of tasks. I heard you the first time, Mike. Give me a minute. You can almost hear the annoyance in her voice. Her shift in energy was not just the result of a busy day. Something else was festering underneath. And that's when you hear, ring, ring, ring. Hello? Ah, no, sir. Yes, yes, of course. I'm on it, sir. As you can already imagine, Carolyn's dictatorial boss was on her back. Just see yourself in that office. Can you feel the chaos? Put yourself in Carolyn's shoes. How would you react in the midst of all this? Well, I'll tell you how Carolyn reacted. Her nostrils flared as she stared into the abyss, overwhelmed, bubbling with rage, going back and forth in her head. She was at breaking point and couldn't help but think to herself, this is too much. Curling her lips, clenching her jaw, she needed to leave the room immediately. Nothing, or should I say no one, mattered to her in that moment. All she cared about was leaving that room as fast as her feet could carry her. Now, I'm not sure you've experienced a scrambled version of this scenario at some point. Whether at the office, at school, at home, or in a social situation. And the intent of those people, the people you interacted with, could have been pure, I'm assuming. But going along with what other people want all the time, to receive love, to be seen and to feel worthy is draining. 
and it quickly snowballs into people-pleasing, as it did with Carolyn. You see, when we overcommit ourselves, say yes, when we mean to say no, and constantly violate our boundaries, we don't feel good. Chances are, we may even feel guilty or selfish for doing those things. Think about this for a minute. How do you define boundaries? Most people usually see boundaries as fences or high walls that keep people out. But contrary to what most people think, boundaries are actually the doors that let people in. The only crucial difference is that we get to decide how big the door is, who we want to let in, and how often we want it to open. So if you feel tired, angry, frustrated, or burnt out all the time, if you feel like you're constantly performing around people, and if you feel wrong, guilty, or selfish even, for putting your needs first, remember, sometimes it's okay to close the door. For more information, reach out at www.evelyn.id.au. Evelyn.id.au. Thank you.